Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Okay, we are live. Hi, uh, Jacob Sundstrom, managing editor of fearofthefin.com with Marcus White, staff writer of, at fearofthefin.com. Uh, we are here to talk about the uh, kind of recent roster announcements, such as they are. I mean, we basically have our final opening night roster for the Sharks. Um, I don't wouldn't necessarily categorize anything as a big surprise. I think we kind of expected something at least similar to this in that um, the following players were sent down in a Kevin, uh, Kevin LeBanc, or LeBanc, ugh, Mirko Mueller, uh, Barkley Gaudreau, Nikolai Goldobin, and then the two call-ups that, you know, Ryan Carpenter and Dan Kelly, who weren't really in a battle for a spot anyway. Um, I mean, is there anything here that that stands out to you as either a, a surprise or anything like that? I think, uh, you know, one of the options we didn't really expect coming in was the guys that were in danger of losing their roster spots, keeping their roster spots. Uh, Tommy Wingles, moved to fourth line center and you know it seems like he played well enough to to keep his spot and DeBoer seems satisfied with how Nieto and Carlson played I know there was some speculation around them uh before the preseason started uh I think that's probably the biggest surprise that you know none of the young guys I don't want to say seize the moment because I'm not really sure what DeBoer's thinking on it was uh, I'll know later today after after practice but I'm I'm a little surprised that we didn't start the year with at least one of them. Uh, the Michael Haley thing, I think he was going to be the extra forward to start the year regardless. Uh, and then, yeah, as you mentioned in the article, Timo Meyer's still on the roster, but he's still a couple weeks away from playing. And I, I think this is mainly just to have kind of have him around the team uh, before he goes back down to the Barracuda, if anything. And maybe if the coaches can get a, a better look at him uh, in practice. But yeah, no huge surprises. I do think, though, after all the talk about the young guys, it's a little bit of a of a surprise to not see any of them make the opening night roster. Yeah, and to me, I think this all and this it comes back to the to the dead horse thing, right? It comes back to Thomas uh, Tomas Hurdle, third line center. That's because you've got for me what I was thinking is that okay, fourth line is where the real position battles are. So if you have Chris Tierney as the fourth line center. Uh, that forces then, you know, obviously uh, Carlson and Nieto to the wings. Wingles is the odd man out. The fact that Tierney's been given the opportunity to play third line center opens up an opportunity for Wingles, who's a better face-off guy than either Nieto or Carlson, to have an option at that spot. Um, yeah. It's definitely possible that Tommy Wingles has turned things around and he's going to be a better player this year than he's been for the past, you know, year and change. But really, the past two seasons, he has not been good enough to be on this hockey team. And uh, I would be really surprised if that's changed. Um, I think the fact that he's a center or a can play, can play center uh, is, is, you know, the reason that he's still here. Yeah, go ahead. I think that's going to help him. I think, um, you know, I, I wrote about it in our forwards preview. There's a surprising amount of versatility on the team because now Wingles can play center. Hurdle can play center as needed. Marlowe can play center. So, you know, I think this is by no means going to be their, their roster at the end of the season. You know, Doug Wilson is always one to want to make changes. 
but yeah, I, I, I was a little surprised about Wingles because like you said, the last, you know, year and then year plus the year before he did score 15 goals, 16 the year before that, but only seven last year. Uh, they're going to they're going to need him though. They're going to need him and Nieto and Carlson to all play well on that fourth line. And, uh, I, I think DeBoer is going to give him a shot. And I think it's like the tyranny at third line center thing. Like you said, you know, that kind of moves the lineup around that way. But I also think that at, if needed, DeBoer will, you know, pull the plug on those combinations like pretty quickly. He said throughout training camp that he's really not married to any of his lines and they, you know, they have to kind of earn the right to stay together. The only line that seemingly earned the right to stay together from last year is uh, Thornton, Pavelski and Hurdle because they were so dominant. So I think, you know, DeBoer will make changes as needed. Uh, I honestly, I could see one of those young forwards come up for this road trip, uh, especially if Meyer's not healthy. They might just want to have the option. But, uh, you know, I think it's not the worst thing in the world that those guys aren't up either because I think they're going to have a chance to play a lot of minutes for the Barracuda and be relied upon in important roles. And that could help their development, you know, more so than shuttling in and out of the press box. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily an indictment on their prospects, but you know, it is, it is still pretty surprising. I'm, as you said, you know, Wingles was not great the last year and a half and for him to make the opening night roster with that salary cap hit is surprising to say the least. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that he's, uh, it's just, it's just, it's not, it, we know what he is, you know, there's yeah. no, there's no upside coming there. It's not, there's no, I mean, it just doesn't work that way. You know, I know we talk about this sometimes and, you know, when trades like are made where it's like, you know, the change of scenery that, that just doesn't really happen. You know, you don't really, once you get to a certain point in your career, you don't really get better. Right. I mean, except in very, very rare cases. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, Wingles is at that point. He's, you know, I think, 25 26 i'm not sure his age off the top of my head he might be coming up on unrestricted free agency at the end of the at the end of his deal um yeah it's i i agree with the upside too it would have been nice to see uh one of those young guys but i i think this is still a lineup where if everybody performs up to snuff it's you know there's going to be a good shot and i was you know surprised to learn in writing the forwards preview that tyranny marlowe and ward played really well together last year uh Tierney's best possession numbers played with those two alongside him. It was only in 56 minutes, but that's a pretty promising sign for that line. If DeBoer is going to use them as kind of a sheltered scoring line, which I think he might, um, that, you know, that line could work out, but they, they, they're sticking to their guns. They want to give Tierney a shot. They, you know, they, they talked about Michael Haley's role still having importance in the NHL. Uh, so they're, they're going to stick with it to start the year, but I, I can imagine seeing changes as soon as the first road trip. Yeah. And that's what I think too. My, my assumption is that Haley is up for the Kings. Uh, he won't make the road. Well, see, he might make the road trip, but he'll sit in the press box. Meyer will be sent to the Barracuda because they're, they're not going to take him on the road trip. He's better off here getting worked on, you know, with the staff and at shark's eyes and yep. whatever. They'll take a young guy, whether it be maybe Goudreau would be my guess because, you know, he's got some experience, whatever. But I would like to see uh, LeBanc, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, to, to go on that road trip, that's kind of my guess. Uh, my other <laughs> prediction is that this bottom six is not going to last very long. I just really – I think it's going to get shredded. And yeah. I think we're going to see pretty quickly that – I would love to be wrong, by the way. That would be great. If these guys have really – you know, especially a guy like Tierney, who I think really can still improve a lot. 
Um, if he's really taking a step forward and can play, if he's if he is good enough to play third line center, then that's incredible news for the Sharks. And I will not be upset about that, you know, at all. But my guess is that's not going to be the case. Yeah, he's he's you know they're they're putting him in the position to succeed. They want him to try. They're going right. to try him there. DeBoer said we're not going to be married to him as the third line center. They'd be more than happy to move him down the lineup. You know who plays third line center in that in that instance. Uh, I think you know once Myers healthy, I think we're going to get a better idea of what this right. team's going to look like because I think once he's healthy, they're going to they're going to give him a chance in the top six. And you know another consideration with Haley's contract is he is the cheapest salary cap hit of any of those young players we talked about. Even though he's only a thousand dollars cheaper than uh, Barkley Goudreau, the, the daily cap savings of having him up, you know, compared to some of those young guys like that, that'll help the Sharks at the trade deadline to potentially add salary if needed. Um, and I think that's an underrated uh, component as to why he's up. Um, I don't think though, I would be surprised if the Sharks play tomorrow and Joel Ward is still not healthy. I would be surprised if Haley drew into the lineup. I would have I would have expected one of the young players to, to draw in then, especially Goudreau because his physicality, like he could could probably keep up with the Kings who are a big, heavy team, although they do have some speed now on their top line after Devin Setaguchi uh, made the team, surprisingly. But, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Haley actually played tomorrow night. I would be I would be pretty surprised because, you know, if Joel Ward's healthy, the 12 forwards they have that are healthy and, you know, excluding Meyer because he has mono, like that's going to have a great chance to win against a pretty depleted Kings lineup. Um, so I would actually I, – I agree with you. I think Haley's going to spend a lot of the time in the press box. But, you know, he was good for the Barracuda last year, so I'm a little surprised that he's not with them to start the year because he was good at that level. But, you know. I'm not yeah, I mean, the coaching decision. The, really, the only thing that concerns me about having having Haley up is that I think the games like the games against the Kings are the games where he will play. Yeah, you know, games against the Kings, games against the Ducks, games against the Blues and the Predators, yeah. teams that are big, heavy, physical, where you want to have a response, you want to have an like that. To, yeah. and, and this is just speculation, obviously, on of my course. part. But what that's that's my concern is that he's it's like oh well, he's only going to play against teams, you know you know, big, heavy Western Conference teams. It's like, well, yes, so literally the best teams the Sharks will face. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, that's bad. I, I would prefer him play against the Oilers and the Flames, right? Or right. Like Knox or something. That's fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah. You know, what's what's the difference? But I, that's that's really my only concern, I, other than being disappointed that we're not going to get more young guys in, you know, in the lineup. But oh, I, have, I have no problem with putting him in the press box. I mean, whatever, you know. It's, uh, yeah, I think that's totally valid, too. I think, you know, they've, if if he is the deterrent they want in, um, I think then is when you should be disappointed with his inclusion on the roster because I I there are the twelve guys who made the team. There are better options than him, even with his physicality, even with and like we've been saying, Goudreau is a physical player, defensively right. responsible. You know he's not he might not drop the gloves as readily as Michael Haley, but like he can he can play against those big uh, physical teams. So. You know, I, I, I still, though, I would be surprised if he plays tomorrow. But, you know, you make a good case as to why he might play tomorrow because why else would he be up with the team unless he was going to play against Los right. Angeles? Regardless, though, I, I think because they're not playing. I mean, the Rangers just waved Tanner Glass. The Islanders don't have Matt Martin. A lot of their upcoming road trip opponents, like, aren't going to have a guy right. like Michael Haley. And, you know, the Penguins just waved Sestito. So I don't – and I don't think they're – 
going to want Haley to play in that game after all the talk about speed and puck moving and skating ability in that series. I don't think they're going to play him there. So um, I think after, definitely during the road trip, but after the road trip, we're going to have a better idea of what they want this team to look like. But I think, you know, Meyer, quote unquote, making it with the team is almost as much of a factor of the fact that he was sick and like they just didn't get a look at him and they want him around the guys and around the team. But I, I agree with you. I think he's going to get sent back down like pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, really, and we talked about this the first time we talked, it's that the Meyer being sick really threw a wrench into the whole everything. It really, it, it did. It just, you know, the whole training, like the, the we came in with, you know, these kind of these narratives ready to go. And it was like, oh, no, actually, no, none of that's going to happen now. Yeah. And so now we have no idea. Yeah, no, and I, I think they want they wanted him to have every chance to make the team. And I think they still want him to have every chance to make the team because he's a former first-round pick, a high-end talent. But I think, you know, if he's healthy, you know, Chris Tierney probably doesn't get that long look at third-line center. Hurdle plays a little more center with him out, uh, you know, with, with Meyer in the lineup, excuse me. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he's fully recovered from his mono. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see who they call up in the event they call somebody up for this first road trip. Yeah, this road trip, I think, is going to be pretty interesting. I think it's also going to be cool to give, uh, you know, even without Meyer, to give a lot of these guys some kind of an opportunity to to see what's see what's up. You know, it'll be it'll be good. Uh, yeah. So two things to know. Tommy Wingles will be a UFA after this season. Um, that's one guy that, well, if he's not coming back unless he takes a big pay cut, that's that's for sure. He's making yeah, they're not paying million dollars. Yeah, right. That's not happening again. Um, and was there another thing to note? Anyway, that's uh, just one of many guys. I think right after this season, the Sharks currently only have what one, two, three, four, five forwards under contract for next season. So, yeah, no, yeah. They, I think as much as we wanted to see these guys like make the team, I think the year that's set up to be their year to take charge is next season. Correct. Um, and I think with that in mind, like you're going to see guys like I, I think it's going to be very similar to Logan Couture when he yep. stuck with the team. He was up and down his first year, but by the postseason, he was so invaluable to the team and so important to their success that they had to keep him up. And I think guys like Goldobin, Gaudreau, LeBanc even will get those opportunities, Meyer as well. And if they stick, DeBoer is going to be happy to keep them up and Doug Wilson will be happy to make a roster spot for them. But you know, in training camp, at least it just it seems like they didn't show enough to displace anybody in the lineup. I think they're also for a lot of these guys going to want to see, give them a, a, an opportunity against you know other pro players and other adults. Yeah, you know that's I think I think that's the big thing too. I mean, I know some of these guys are coming from, uh, you know, good junior teams and good junior leagues. Uh, I mean, really, Meyer came from the worst, uh, from uh, the best team in the worst league. I mean, the yeah. you know the, the Q is a terrible, terrible garbage <laughs> league. Um, yeah, he was on the best team in that garbage league, but it's still a garbage league. So yeah. there you go. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting. I think uh, it, I honestly think going and seeing you know Barracuda games this year would give would give you a pretty good idea of like what the you know where they're at, where their levels at, what their progression yeah. is looking like, whatever. So that's definitely something that we'll keep a closer eye on this year than we did last year when really like there there weren't really guys at at that level. So yeah, other than Goldobin, it was you know it was pretty and much, Mueller, I guess, also technically. Yeah, but so, other yeah, than those but, two, it was just really you know. You know, oh, Barkley Goudreau sent down and Ryan Carpenter leading the team in goals. But, you know, other than the hand, now it feels like their entire team, it's guys we have to pay attention to. Right, exactly. Well, I'm looking forward to that as well. So uh, Marcus will be at training camp today. 
Uh, we've got opening night tomorrow at SAP Center at the Tank at 7.30. That game will be on NBC Sports if you are not going to the game like me. Uh, I think that's it. We will do another one of these maybe hmm, soon. Good planning. Yeah, I like it. Soon. We'll pencil soon. that in. Within, I'm, hold on, let me get my cut. Soon? Okay, I've got it. So uh, we're good Shoot. to go. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Marcus, a pleasure as always. Thank you for watching, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.